This podcast contains potentially adult language, adult themes, definitely drinking, and possibly sexual context. Listener discretion is advised. already drunk go ahead and introduce yourself my lovely co-host today who's not drinking with us yes it's vanessa valiente and i am cold stone sober with my spring water sorry i gave my, i told my drink before you i'm sorry so disappointing i'm, I'm so drinking too. water guys Erica, what are you drinking you have to introduce the guest before asking her what she's oh, drinking this is why I'm not the main host. Don't edit it later. <laughs> now you have to do it, Manessa. So, and this is Kristen Durfee. Yay! Um, and I am definitely several drinks in. So, <laughs> my bottles in the recycling. So I'm drinking blue, blue by the way. I don't know why Vanessa said what she was drinking. Okay, what are you're drinking? Local IPA, though, right? I am. So I, um, so I started and am finishing with the Deviant Wolf Matter Days, um, which is a strawberry lemonade Berliner. And then I switched to Tart Shape Box, which is a sour blonde. So if you heard the beginning of the episode, like I said, I like those kinds of drinks to like squish this part of your ear that like kind of gives that tingle. Um, and all of those do that. So if you are into local sours, um, definitely check out the Wolf. They're in the Central Florida area. And like I said, I'm on my third one right now and they do the job. <laughs> that is awesome. I'm on, I realized I'm on number four. So, but I did put oranges for anybody who's looking at the, uh, well, now I just said it out loud. So you'll hear. So do you okay, do new oranges or is that how you're keeping track? Like, do you have four oranges because you're- No, four- I actually just switched out the oranges because I realized they weren't as fresh as they needed to be. Because I, I, anyway, that was fucking bougie of me. I put oranges in my drink. I'm very proud. I'm get out of a can right now. So that's okay. I, I, <laughs> the only reason is because I cut up an entire orange when I was drinking this yesterday. I was like, I cut a couple slices and I was like, I better cut the whole thing. And I put it in a Tupperware. And now I'm like, look, I have oranges. Look how bougie I am. <laughs> your past self was doing your future self a favor. Yes, it rarely happens. And I'm so glad my past self decided to pick this activity versus the 10 million other things it could do. Okay, this is supposed to be rapid fire questions, but we already have the answer to one of the rapid fire questions, which is your favorite book of all time. So oh, now we need to know your least favorite book of all time. <gasps> my least favorite book. Okay, so I know that I told you guys where to find me on social media, but if this upsets you, feel free to just like at drinking with authors and not me specifically. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I will say I hated with like a passion that is almost my hill to die on, Gone Girl. I absolutely really? yeah. I haven't read the book. I obviously have seen the movie. I refuse to watch it because of how passionately I hate it. I have to I know why. People, but I literally like toward the end of it, I was like really hoping that everybody would die. Like that's how passionate. 
passionately the fact that I liked the scrubs from the trailer park the best of anybody in that book um I really yeah I'm sorry and I know there's lots of people that love that book and I usually am not someone to like judge somebody's taste in things but I feel like that's almost like a swipe left or right question for me that if you liked Gone Girl I I don't know it makes me think a little bit differently (laughs) you're talking to somebody who tries to invite authors on our podcast and routinely like E.L. James will never be one invited to the podcast or two will I talk to her because she's fucking terrible I refused I read through six pages of the first book in Barnes and Noble because everybody was talking about it and I was like no fucking way I refuse to watch the movies even on a girls night I refuse to give this woman any money at all because she's a fucking horrible writer and I think it's terrible. So you can have any opinion you want to have. I think Jillian Flynn is a good writer. I just absolutely fucking hated that book and all the characters. It was nothing like, I think she was talented. I just thought they were. Books and like actually liked it. Like uh, Dark Places wasn't bad. Um, I've read other things, but yeah, that one like in, because uh, so I should also say, and this like totally biases me. So don't like read a book or not read a book based on my opinion, but I am not a fan of the unreliable narrative trope that's like uh-huh. happening right now. Like it really kind of fucking annoys me. <laughs> and sorry, mom, for cursing. Cause I know you're going to listen probably to this podcast. Um, but that is like, when I hear like that in a description of a book and stuff like that, I've read a few of them and I just, it, that's just not my jam. And so I think that was one of the first like really big unreliable narrative kind of books. Yeah. And that I've just discovered is not, that's not for me. <laughs> I felt that way about a uh, girl on a train. Mm. I figured right away. Well, it made yeah. me upset because I was like, okay, cause I, I want something. If, if I'm going to watch something set in like, the real world I I need some I need you to like just I, I don't know I just don't want to come up with the answer after a couple chapters like I figured it out who yeah. it was and I'm like really guys like come on yeah. I know we could have done better though the movie the acting was really great in the movie I did like the movie Emily Blunt she is yeah. a goddess uh yeah that disappointed me yeah it's like I said it's just so take it or leave it if unreliable narratives is your jam you will love gone girl so you should go read it um but it is just not mine <laughs> it's interesting that you said that it brings up the entire topic and Vanessa you assisted with this too even though you're only drinking water is that um and I can give an excuse to Jen who's allergic to alcohol but I'm gonna kill you if you co-host with me with water again I'm just saying I'm just warning you at least put a lemon in it or an orange <laughs> like it, it's not <laughs> that it's like generic store brand water it's not even like i'm gonna be bougie and drink but it's Publix. there's nothing and for those who don't live where a Publix is at i mean it's a pretty awesome grocery store it's delicious, store. delicious spring water are you Publix. seriously defending your choice in generic yes. water right now because it's Publix. <laughs> it's Publix. gosh okay i'm moving back on to the entire like soapbox i was about to be on and ignoring you even you walk up that hill a beautiful person <laughs> Um, is there are some books I have to say that when I read the book, even if I was forced to read it, and then I watched a movie version or a a show version or something, 
I was actually impressed. And then I have the other ones where I want to fucking kill whoever the screenwriter is, right? Like, I'm like, I want to kill you. I, I, I kind of almost wonder for you if Gone Girl would have been that way. Maybe. Um, my like intense hatred prevents me from being able to watch that movie. E.L. James, you're maybe I should try. I can't go anywhere near it. Although I don't think those movies probably would fucking wow me if I got anywhere near yeah. them. But I mean, I will say like the last Twilight movie I thought was better than the book. I like kind of the different directions that they turned, which that, that really twist at the end. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, I was, like, I was impressed by that. I know. I was part, like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah. my brother who like doesn't like sappy stuff, we had somehow me and my sister-in-law convinced him or at the time was his girlfriend, convinced him to go. And he came out of there like, oh yeah, that was awesome. And, like he got his head ripped <laughs> off and stuff like that. Like I was like, dang, I was like, they succeeded. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe I shouldn't totally write off Gone Girl. My husband said it was a very good movie. So. I have to say, you know, for somebody who actually is a fan of Ben Affleck, which I could get killed for saying that because I actually am, I thought the way they did that movie was very good. And I'm one of those okay. people that does generally, the only movie that ever kind of threw me off completely a little bit was Fight Club. Because mm. the way they did Fight Club initially, like, and he's like, is this a test? And, and then he's like, and he says, you know, we've just lost cabin pressure. I was a little like, what the fuck just happened? Like, but it was one of the few movies because normally just my analytical way, the way I look at things, again, I think this goes back to the Nancy Drew thing I thought is I can usually pick apart. And a lot of times they do it in a way, not recently, but in where they kind of spoon fed you a little bit of what was happening with the plot. I don't think they do it as much anymore as they used to. But I have to say Gone Girl actually was a pretty good book. But on the Twilight thing, I'm just going to say my favorite line in any of those movies was literally when Jacob goes, that's because I'm hotter than you. I, I literally, every time I see that, because it's- Love Jacob's character. I feel like that like made me keep coming back to it personally. I'm not necessarily like, I'm not going to like wear a t-shirt. Like I'm not like- You're not Jacob, you're not going to be- not like, but I, you know, it's more of the, like I said, coming to it older and looking back, like it was a more logical decision that she should have picked him as like a good life partner. Yeah. But I can also fully acknowledge that I'm like old and that it's lost you know, on me. Said, uh, your best friend creeping on your daughter in the future. Like, well, yeah, that I just, I, I gloss over that part of it. Well, I have you guys just in the spirit of this so she put out midnight sun which is edward's retelling so i have a friend of mine that has a really cute reading voice and so we as a there's a bunch of us that haven't been able to see each other we used to go to coffee like once every couple of weeks and we'd go to barnes and noble and we had this thing where we'd go to the romance aisle pick a random book and pick a page and we would read the page like ra random book like let's just read the page some of them were delightful and some of them I don't understand why they're on the fucking shelf at Barnes and Noble, but that's a different topic. And um, so we hadn't, and she bought the book Midnight Sun. And of course I'm like, I won't buy it. I didn't buy the Twilights, a friend bought them for me. So I read them and she's like, do you want to read this? And it's Edward's retelling of Twilight, yeah. right? 
any level of creepiness that you felt in Twilight times that by 1000 fucking percent. <laughs> and that is this book. And it, it's funny I because- like You sold me on it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually to me, I want to say almost it's a better book because it explains so much, but makes it even worse that she thought Edward was a good idea. Oh, well, I will. So I will admit, so I am a really big audiobook person. And so I'm also like a huge library proponent, like get overdrive, get it on your phone, get Libby, whatever. Like it's such an awesome freaking resource. So I listened to the Twilight books and the girl who reads them is the bomb. So I think part of my liking them was also her. So I have not read, I haven't gone back and done that one. I haven't done the ballad of whatever the prequel for Hunger Games. Rin. Oh, oh, the ballad of song and snow. Yeah. Something. I listened to yeah. the audiobook. I, I did the audiobooks of both of those. Yeah, and actually the audio whoever who hasn't read that book, the audio guy is fantastic on that yeah. book. I, really enjoyed it. I just haven't finished it yet. Yeah. So there's certain books where I feel like I maybe fairly or unfairly like them more and or less because of the person who reads them. And there's like audiobook crushes that I have, which like, again, total tangent, like if you're on one of these like overdrive Libby, you can actually search by the person who reads the audiobook and like like voice stalk like somebody who you really like and listen to all of their stuff that they read which I totally do I'm glad you brought that up though because this is something I tell people all the time unlike editors and stuff like that people don't realize how important editors typesetters all these behind the scenes people are for the creation of good book a really good editor keeps the pacing of a book good and you don't realize you should probably look up that editor because they're going to keep the pacing mm -hmm. of a book good in all of the books they do right nobody thinks about that look mind blown but the thing about and i've said this from the beginning narration people follow narrators so yeah. it doesn't matter what the fuck they're reading people will listen to them narrate a book and I will say this, if you haven't read You, Y-O-U, and the follow-up oh. on Netflix, they oh, did the show. brilliant with the show, but listen to the audiobooks. Because yeah. part one, the second show, the first show is way closer to what happens in the book, right? The second, no, it's not. It's not bad. I love the second series. It's not bad. But um, I will say this, the guy who reads the book, because it is completely, the book is 1000% written, one, his first person, only okay. his POV. You're not getting other POVs. You are only getting his POV and you're getting his, and I have to give this author credit whose name I can't remember, but you are getting his very warped mm. POV on everything everyone around him is doing and how it plays off of his hmm. view Which of that that you buy in it's a very strong character voice like i i i watched the show i didn't read the book but i did pick up the book at the at the bookstore just to kind of like look through the pages and i read the first page and i'm like oh my god this show had managed to capture 
it, like you read an author how skilled they are like I can hear the character mm-hmm. the character telling me this like that's how strong the voice is I'll have to look at the audiobook because like I said I'm a I know some people like don't really like audiobooks I challenge them to figure out if they don't like the reader and they should try different ones I always say like start with Michael Crichton's timeline that is like the gateway drug to audiobooks as far as I'm concerned because the reader is awesome and the story is awesome um but I mean there are totally books that I've tried I will just to be full disclosure I tried to read and both audiobook Gone Girl so I tried both versions of it and it was not happening so I I did my due diligence to like that damn book You tried every way around. No, because that's true because I've read books that I listened to the audio narrator and I'm like, this is horrible. Like, thank God I read the mm-hmm. book or vice versa. The book was horrible, but when you have the narrator acted out or, yeah. you know, played out, it's so, it's much more entertaining. And there's so. one that sometimes, so there's two books that I remember. So The Life of Pi and Withering Heights. So they are both one (laughs) that I tried to read the book of and just like couldn't do it. And then listen to the audio book. And at least for Withering Heights, I'm like, oh, this is a gossip story. It's one guy telling the story. Like I, it totally went over my head and the same with Life of Pi. I was like, oh, it's an interview. Like I didn't understand that was happening until the voice of the audiobook person changed and I realized it was a different narrator. So there's certain things that you might not quite get. So I, like I said, I also kind of encourage people that like, if they try a book and don't like it, try the audiobook version and vice versa, because there's a couple that I, they just like evidently went over my head and I didn't understand what was happening. And it wasn't until the different voices that the audiobook person used that I was like, oh, and then you get, I mean, you get the flip side of it. So like, I'm a huge Harry Potter nerd. And so those audiobooks by Jim Dale are unreal. And he is a great audiobook person, but he also evidently only hosts so many voices. So I listened to the audiobook of the Night Circus, which is also a phenomenal book, but he reads it and uses a lot of the same voices. So it became a little odd to me because I was just putting Dumbledore in places in the night circus that didn't happen. (laughs) So there is also like a typecast that can kind of happen, I think, when you listen to someone that's like iconically reading one thing to then go to something else. Like I said, it's, it's one of those that if one form doesn't work for you, try the opposite and vice versa. But if you get your library app, I mean, you can... luckily try that stuff for free you know yeah, actually you know if you're if if someone's out there like wanting to try out audiobooks and never done it you can actually for the most part find an actor you love like in mm. a movie and a lot of like reese witherspoon um did the sequel to to kill a mockingbird even though i heard the book is horrific i loved her, it but probably yeah. she read it but she, no but her reading it i've actually read a sam i listened to a sample and she busts out her southern accent and she mm-hmm. was fantastic uh tim curry i listened to sabriel uh which is a young adult fantasy by garth nix i mean tim curry is you know tim curry he's amazing <laughs> and if any buffy uh 
uh, fans out there, the guy who played Spike, James Marsden, he also does audiobooks. So I, it, I, you, there's, there's definitely audiobooks out yeah. there for everyone. I, I, there, I did um recently. So Tom Hanks wrote a book, and then he also audio narrates it. It's called Uncommon Type, and it's so good. It's all about typewriters, which you would think would like be mind numbing, but it's a bunch of short stories and in some way a typewriter's in it or a main character or a main like thing that moves the story along or something, but he reads them and it's, I mean, he's a national treasure. Ready Player One from Will Wheaton again, Ready Player oh. One, Will Wheaton narrates yes. it. Yes. Will Wheaton can narrate anything for me and mm. I will listen to I him narrate it. But author advice, I know we're on a tangent and I- We are on a tangent and I'm sorry. I told you- No, no this is great. I'm apologizing. We're allowed to be you on tangent. You me drink and it's <laughs> like six o'clock and normally it's almost three beers by this time. Luckily, this show and its sponsors and shit don't care. So it's fine. Um, But I will say this. I think for authors, just to tie in on author relevance point, we at at Four Horsemen, we are huge proponents of your book comes out in paperback or hard book or hardcover, whichever. It also comes out, obviously, as an ebook, but it comes out as an audio book. Every single book comes out as an audio book. Because I think people don't realize the impact of audiobooks and how to do it. But, but do your fucking research on this and how to go about doing it, how much you should pay for it, and find a voice that you truly love and truly is your voice of the story. And if you're an author and you're any good at communicating, it is actually not that hard to record your own book. Mm-hmm. and you're going to say your book I mean I'm not going to argue that Will Wheaton or Tom Hanks might say it better because they're Will Wheaton and Tom mm-hmm. Hanks but if you're not of the level to um or Reese Witherspoon afford any of these actors James Marston then maybe narrate your book yourself if you have the right voice for it because you're going to give so much depth to this story that no narrator will give because this story is yours. It's in your head. You know, every back part of a character, you know why that character is Mm -hmm. saying that line or doing that action. And you can put that inflection in it that no narrator will be able to do because they're not in your brain, which is good because that's illegal. Well, actually in pronunciations, because, oh gosh, I cannot remember the name of the book, but I just recently listened to it and they had, and this is again, you know, for the authors out there that are doing this, word to the wise, if you're going to have two different narrators do both of your characters, make sure they pronounce everybody's names the same, because I had gotten three quarters of the way through a book thinking there were two characters because each narrator pronounced the name differently. And it wasn't until I got to this one point that I was like, holy shit, it's the same person. So I was like blatantly confused through part of it where like, I knew I was supposed to be shocked at certain things happening, but I literally thought there were two different characters because they pronounced them differently. And I was like, whoever edited this thing, I was like so pissed (laughs) that they didn't catch it, you know, on the editing portion of it that I was like, Oh, they're the same person. You know, okay, so, 
Go ahead, Vanessa. Yeah, no, I was going to say, like, um, because I'm, a, I'm also an editor for other people's, you know, work, and I actually use audiobooks to, like, because when I'm reading someone's book, I'm also trying to hear it as if that character is saying it to me, and audiobooks are such a great way to, to learn pacing and just listen to the flow of how someone says something. So when you go back to edit someone else's work or your own work, then if you're getting stuck, imagine like you trying to read that as a narrator and you'd be like, no, this sentence needs to be fixed because maybe it's too wordy or it's a great way to kind of like yeah. get that pacing down. It's just listening and internalizing what's the smooth way of saying something. Okay, so you just said that, but I, another piece of writerly advice. Look how I'm tying this back to the actual intent of the podcast. Fully <laughs> accomplishing the podcast and not just drinking. <laughs> Which is rare for me because I'm really fucking good at drinking. I mean, I'm pretty so, much drinking. Um, <laughs> read your work out loud in front of people and not your cats. <laughs> read your story out loud when you're in front of a group whether it's a writer's group whether you're whatever open mic take your story and read it because I can tell you I learned this lesson I'm willing to throw myself on the sword some of the short stories I initially because that's how I got published at first was short mm -hmm. stories and I'm I read the short story reading it not out loud with the voice and I was like, okay, this makes perfect sense. Unfortunately, I didn't have the greatest editor in the world, didn't catch stuff. But when I actually had to start reading these stories out loud at public events, I was like, wow, this doesn't, it's not smooth. I can't just read it. I can't just tell the story. I have to modify it. And if you have to do that, it tells you that you need to fucking go edit your work. Because if you can't read it out loud as a story, it's not workable. Mm -hmm. yeah so that's advice i have for that okay let's uh, rapid fire questions Vanessa, no we got through like one i'm really sorry <laughs> that's okay this is one of the funnest take full responsibility for the shit show that this podcast is. <laughs> <laughs> i keep never thinking. have this guest on here again she is the ruiner of everything no, i know yeah. welcome to your four-hour podcast you're going to have to listen <laughs> <laughs> okay um rapid fire quick do you have one Vanessa because I have one. Ooh. oh okay do you do use any kind of writing um software or do you write by hand like what's your method of getting your story down do you scrivener yeah. word you know what do you use okay so I um for those who listen to the first part and who will like have access to the YouTube and stuff. So I handwrite a bunch of stuff. So I handwrite my plot. Um, I do, I can type faster than I can write. And so like my brain thinks too fast. So I, so my first book, I hand wrote a good chunk of it. Um, but I also like didn't own a laptop at that point and like just had a PC. And so um, it was kind of like necessity because I'd be like sitting on the couch, like kind of writing it. Um, so I do use a laptop. I do just use Word. Um, I, as I'm sure you guys have figured out, I'm a fairly busy individual. <laughs> um, so I did a couple of years ago because I do try to participate in NaNoWriMo, so National Novel Writing Month in November, um, as much as I can. I force myself not to do it this year because I just... So my answer to like having to edit books is I just write a new one because I don't really like editing. So I have like 
two books in my like queue that I just keep. I'm like, well, I'll just write a new book instead of like working on this like horrible dumpster fire that is these last two that I've like written. I need a lot of work. Um, so anyway, so I, so if you are someone who participates in nano and you win, a lot of times they like give you some things. And so I don't know if they do it every year, but one year you got like Scrivener. Every year. Um, just every year. Okay. Year. They do it every okay. year. Yes. Okay. And so I got it and I tried it and like, I will say I'm just someone that because of the way that I write and because of the fact that I do the plotting, um, I don't need all the bells and whistles that Scrivener does. So like the keeping track of characters and all that stuff, like I do that on paper. Um, I can fully acknowledge that I'm going to get burned by this at some point. Um, but I'm just like powering through until that happens. Um, so when I, again, like when I do my plotting and like write my chapters, like I just write them one after the other and then like check mark them off when I'm done. Um, Watch our YouTube, you should, because she's got a bunch of shit written down and then check marks. So you can tell she already marked that shit down. Oh yeah, I'm like a total psycho. So I'm not saying this is necessarily like what one needs to do to be an author. Cause I can fully acknowledge that this is like type A nuts. So like, don't feel like this is like the checkbox that you need to do to like be successful. Um, but so I had started with Scrivener and I could tell there was like a level of learning curve that I was just not willing to base the like limited amount of writing time I had to learn it. So like if you are someone that is like just starting out or is looking for something new, like absolutely look at those programs. They have great tutorials and all this kind of stuff. If I have an hour or a half an hour that I can write something, I'm freaking writing. So like, I just, to me, it's not worth learning a new program when I kind of have a system that works for me. Um, so I just use Word. Um, and that, like I said, so far has worked for me. At some point, if I get burned by it, I'm sure I'll look elsewhere, but knock on wood, <laughs> I'm just going to be a dinosaur and not, not learn new shit and just like do it the way I do it. <laughs> God. So it's not a very fancy answer, but I just use a notebook and word. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Literally zero wrong with that. Okay. Because even though we got two questions out, we do have to wrap up the podcast. Oh, I'm so no. sorry. No, it's okay. I, you did stop apologizing. This is podcast, <laughs> and you can come back on the podcast. You can pontificate to your heart's content. We can hold an um, encore. Yeah, so give me an open mic and I'll just like talk at nauseum. <laughs> like, and here is the twelve-hour open mic. No, I know, I know. Here are the musings of yeah. rambling, the drunk so, rambling. <laughs> what is the number one piece of advice you'd give an author? Oh, okay. So you can't edit a blank page. Ooh, true. I like it freaking write something down you can always fix it <laughs> just hashtag truth or you can dump it and write something else yes but just like as much as you can don't worry about if it's good of course it's not fucking good it's terrible like that's why you edit that's why no one gets to see a first draft like i don't let my beta readers read anything till probably draft six or seven 
And that's probably being generous to myself. Like just write something down. It's going to be messy. It's going to be terrible, but then you can fix it. I you can't fix advice. it if it's not there. I love it. I love it. Okay. So um, outside of actually giving your house address away, tell people how to find you. Yes. So again, I'm on Twitter. So at Kristen Durfee, K-R-I-S-T-I-N. Um, and then also Facebook, um, Kristen Durfee author and kristendurfee.com. So like I said, you can sign up for my newsletter there. Um, I do it marginally quarterly. So I'm not, I'm going to inundate your inbox or anything like that, but that's how you'll know. Um, I do tend to release like one or two short stories a year and then one novel every year or um, two. So just so that you're kind of up to date on stuff. Up to date quarterly on things and stuff. <laughs> People can see that that watch the YouTube, FYI. So, oh, that, definitely quarterly. And I set reminders and I have my shit together. But like maybe twice a year. So, about that. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. Okay. And your next book coming out is called Mass, M A S S, on March 23rd by Orange Blossom Publishing. And this will come out right before that. So do pick up that book. If you you absolutely should have listened to the first episode, but if you didn't, I will hunt you down and kill you. But you would figure it out if you did. So good. So just get it. Actually, you don't even have to read it. Just get it. <laughs> yeah, just buy it. Pre-order it. Pre-order it right now because we need those numbers. Yes. You have been fantastic. We have loved talking to you. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for having me. This has been so fun. Absolutely. We will have you again. This has been Drinking with Authors. I'm Erica Lance. I'm Vanessa Valiente. And we'll see you next time.